0: Hey, this we are doing Halloween Horror Fest, a Halloween special, and we watched every Nightmare on Elm Street movie, except for one, <laughs> because it wasn't part of this pack, apparently. Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which is actually pretty decent for what I remember, uh, was not part of this pack, and I didn't realize it until I was most of the way through, so my apologies, but we've got six of these damn things. And only three categories. I couldn't think of five categories. I know we used to do five categories, and I'd love to keep doing that, and some fun categories. But I, I can only get to three. It's just me doing this now, so <laughs> it's it's a heavy burden to try to come up with this stuff. But We're looking at Kill, Protagonist, and Dream Sequence Setting as the three categories. Now, most people probably have seen the first one. It's a classic. It's got Johnny Depp in it. He's doing an excellent job, too. I mean, you can already see. Uh, Not just because of the looks or whatever. It's just, he's already, he's got that, got that thing. That thing, that thing so it's good but this is this is the one that really established the tone of the series about how it's it's like cheekier and how (laughs) your villain is having fun with it and the whole the big idea around it which didn't really get old as you went through was okay are they sleeping or are they not what's the dream gonna be like they really they played that up and played it relatively well through a lot of the movies but in the first one especially it's just it's fun and the protagonist is a great protagonist like not just a legitimate character you know with some at least a little bit of dimension, and this was Nancy, right? Yeah, it was Nancy, but she's really proactive like through, <laughs> throughout the whole thing. She's really proactive trying to figure out okay, what should we do? We should try this, we should try that, we should do this, we should do that, and that makes for because her ideas fail, you know, some work, whatever. So that, that makes for a really kind of dynamic thrust of the movie and you've got some iconic scenes like you've got the the hand through the water thing and you know the between the legs the thing I think it's on the cover right the classic cover but I just remember most of the sequences the dream sequences they're just fun to watch the best kill, the one that I wrote down, was the one that I always remembered was the floating along the sea- ce- where she gets like pulled up in midair and then dragged along the ceiling while the one guy watches who gets accused of it. <laughs> and she's getting slashed up and all that stuff. It just looked really cool. And this was like the 80s. But it was a really cool-looking uh, sequence, so I really liked that one. And then the dream sequences they had over the bed, which looked really good, and oh my god, wait till we get to the newest one. Because they try to recreate that, and it looks absolutely horrendous, but in this one, it looks really good. Is over the bed where he's poking through the wall, you know, like it's cloth. And then they have there's that moment where she's talking on the phone, and it turns out she's dreaming, and a tongue shoots out through the, <laughs> through the phone. And it looks hilarious. Oh, it's amazing. one of the best movie scenes ever at the end where you get your final scare which they don't do in the third one or the fourth one or something like that they don't do it it's just a happy ending weird but it's her mother gets dragged through (laughs) the little window on the door and it looks she's really stiff and you can tell it's a dummy so it looks dumb but it happens so fast that it's amazing oh it's so good but so I really, I really like Nancy in this. That, that kill was cool. And uh, a lot of the dream sequences were really neat. And that's what this series is really about is the creativity with those dream sequences and, you know, how people die and all that. As we go along, we get into the second one. Oh, this is this one. So the second one is a guy who is becoming Freddy or something like that. He's being used to kill people. And that's something they do, too, throughout these things, is that they modify the kind of setup so it's not just the same thing every time, which is great. But so the second one, he's got the protagonist, and he's kind of He's at the back of the bus. He's got eyeliner on in the first scene, but not in later scenes. It's a little weird. But he's being groomed for Freddy roll. It kind of looks like a mouse. But then eventually it kind of shifts over to the chick who looks like Meryl Streep, who's the love interest. Which you see repeatedly in other ones, too, where you'll have somebody who's the purported protagonist, but then they shift over, and it shifts to somebody else. But this one, my favorite... So you have a high survival rate throughout the beginning, it seemed. But one as you get into later events there's this whole party scene where a whole bunch of they're like exploding hot dogs and some nonsense and the pool heats up and starts cooking people but actually I really like the party massacre scene it's it just a lot of fun to watch and that weird kind of pancake faced Meryl Streep looking chick stands out you know you can pick a because a lot of the other ones I think the next three or more it's just there's at least a one generic blonde girl who just looks kind of plain blonde so this chick stands out a bit what we're so there's one really dumb dream sequence where it's the coach and he gets dragged up in the showers and then keeps getting snapped with towels and that's in the dream sequence Snapped with the towels over and over again and that's supposed to be the terrifying dream sequence it's a little weird oh there's one where uh freddie pops out of physically literally pops out of the protagonist guy and that was pretty disgusting and awesome looking and then there are like dogs with baby faces but the memorable ones, to me, it's kind of bookended on either side with these bus sequences where they're on the bus and it turns out that the bus is being driven by Freddy or whatever. And I kind of like those. And so those are the ones that really kind of stood out. The dogs with baby faces. huh? That, that was just, um, that was really something. <laughs> but still, there's some good stuff. This one wasn't as good you know, as the original or some of the other ones. But it, there's still some stuff in there. Then we get on to three, and this one, they kind of shift to having more an ensemble, where there are a bunch of significant characters instead of you really have a a central character, and then everybody else kind of revolves around the central character. This one has more of an ensemble in it and the protagonist is nancy again but i don't know if it's nancy nancy i think it's a different nancy wait was this the one with, where she goes to the facility and she's trying to help people anyway but they have like a, so there's a blonde main blonde girl too but she has a bunch of friends who are trying to survive in this uh it's going insane it not an insane they're not insane but it's it's a youth help psychological impairment asylum or something i don't know but it's got one of the things that I really liked about old time horror is that everybody's sincere you know nobody takes this as a joke or and there's no meta anything it's just they're really sincere and they're acting and concerned and all that stuff and I think this is one where they kind of introduced special powers in your dreams so they what, the, what happens is that you got different characters will have very particular identifying qualities somebody likes to or can't talk you know he's a mute so then that'll be a defining quality of his dream sequence and So they have that for each person. So it gets a a little too direct and too literal. (laughs) And uh, some of the actors are definitely better than others. But there's there's a lot to enjoy when it comes to this. And it's a different setting. You know, it's not just a school. And you've got some amazing sequences. Like you have this giant Freddy-headed snake that eats one of the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they save her, she doesn't die, but eats one of the girls. The only kill that I wrote down was a TV kill, where the TV becomes sentient and kills one of the girls, but uh, I really like that giant uh, Freddy-headed snake. That was that was pretty amazing. And then you had this absolutely horrendous CG skeleton. It was way back in the day, and you remember the original Terminator and how the Terminator looked when it was trying to walk? And it was just, <laughs> imagine that, but it's a CG skeleton, and it's doing a whole lot more, you know, so uh, that was something. Then we get into the fourth one. And then I think it's the same blonde girl, but it's a recast one. They keep recasting the central blonde girl. And this was an ensemble again where you have a whole bunch of of people and they're very defined by whatever their characteristic is. One of them uh, likes to work out a lot, so that'll be their dream sequence, and one of them likes uh, karate, so that'll be his dream sequence. And still, it has some kind of character to it uh, when it comes to that. It's a little, again, too literal, because it just takes them right down those paths. But honestly, it's still fun to watch. And then this one has this weird thing where the main girl, even though, like I said, it's an ensemble, they definitely have a lot of role there, but as they die, the main girl gets their powers... (laughs) So it's a little weird. She likes Shang Tsung. Oh, and there's one uh relationship that I actually really liked in this. They had the bad cool girl and th- this nerd girl. And initially, the nerd girl is driving up you know, on her scooter or whatever. And the bad girl is, oh, there she is. Because she was talking to somebody how she didn't do her homework. So she's going to go and get the homework from this nerd girl. And you expect her to be, you know, a jerk and abusive and all that stuff. And uh, just be mean to her. But it turns out they're good friends, and they, like, snipe at each other about this stuff, and then they back each other up when they get into conflicts, and even though one of them's a super nerd and one of them's supposed to be the bad girl or whatever. And I really like that. I thought it really, really worked as as a relationship between those two. And it actually made it, there was some kind of emotional involvement, even though it's a dumb horror movie. It's something that actually really worked at the, at the core of this thing. So I liked those two a lot. Liked them a lot then the best kill uh oh yeah so there was a waterbed kill where the kid sees a naked girl in his waterbed swimming around and then he ends up in the waterbed so there was that one that was fine but best one was uh, wanna suck face asthma girl so the nerd girl has asthma and uh, freddie shows up in the classroom and he's like want a suck face <laughs> and, then, and he kisses her but like deflates her entirely <laughs> and then- and she's just deflating as they're kissing. And then he just tosses her aside like she's a, a pool floaty. And so that was that's just, it was hilarious looking. It was amazing looking. But it was sad because then the, the bad girl lost her best friend. And so that was sad. It was quality. Some dream sequences. They had the suck face one. Freddy cutting an apple at the head of the class, you know, with his his claws they had a really kind of dumb looking heads in a pizza thing where the where the uh big chunks of either meatball or italian sausage were heads of people he killed and then the the workout girl turns into a bug that was pretty awesome because it's it's over a long period where she just got the arms first and she's running away and then and then collapses and keeps turning and it's just it's disgusting and then there toward the end you've got uh, a bunch of supposed to be the tiny arms of the people that, that Freddie killed. And they're popping out of his body to grab him and rip at him and then tore his jaw off. And it was, it was amazing. So a lot of quality stuff still in that one. That was the fourth one. Then the fifth one i was I was pretty much tuned out uh, I didn't have much interest in it. There's one kid he liked comic books and he got turned into a paper person and and then got cut up into ribbons while he was paper and I think they recast the blonde again, it's supposed to be the same character, but they recast her. I don't know it was a little weird, but uh she and she gets pregnant and so uh, we find out we see Freddie as a baby, and I think he had a nun mom or something like that, and he looks disgusting and then she has a baby she's pregnant and and so there's a whole thing about that. So at least they've got a parallel there. Still, that was the whole thing. And uh, the dream sequence, the only thing I remember was, I mean, him turning into a comic book. The evil baby, you know, that was kind of memorable. So that was that, was that one. And then we get to six, uh, which is actually the remake. So again, I skipped the new nightmare because I didn't have it. And I couldn't find it anywhere. <laughs> but 6 was the remake and it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life it was absolutely horrendous from every angle just the writing was so so bad and they tried to copy a couple of things you know like the bathtub scene and the over the bed scene and that kind of stuff they copied from the original but everything was worse it all looked worse Uh, it had Rooney Mara in it who's a legit actress now but and it's the first time they used instead of Robert Englund they used Jackie Earl Earl Haley who was in Watchmen and Little Children and some other stuff but uh he's actually really busy he's had a lot of roles all the way up through 2020 he's been working more than Rooney Mara I didn't realize (laughs) but uh this movie was absolutely horrendous it was so bad it was it was just a generic horror movie with a Nightmare on Elm Street skin with just no character no creativity it was some of the dumbest stuff I've, I've just ever seen it was really really bad they just win. I mean, everything that you'd expect from this setup, they just do it and do it in exactly the way you, you expect. They're not even creative when it comes to the dream sequences or what happens or anything. It's all extremely uninspired. It's just nobody should ever watch this movie. Just pretend it doesn't exist. You don't need to watch it. But That's Halloween. <laughs> that's, that's the nightmare on Elm Street. It's really good. I just love the way you can see, I think not too long, it would have been months ago now because I watched What's-Her-Face, but we watched all the Final Destination movies, and you could see how they modified the formula as you went along. And through even the early 2000s, people were still interested in trying to make something entertaining. <laughs> so now it seems like we've kind of lost that. But it was, it was fun to watch. It was, it was a lot of fun to watch. But you might be able to stop at the fourth one. You know, if you want to see a pregnant protagonist and, and what little Freddy Krueger looked like as a baby, then you can watch the fifth one. But otherwise, yeah, the first four are, are worth it. They're worth watching. So anyway, this. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, this is the last coffee house. It's just a fun little Halloween thing. And uh, we've got books. Got books coming. I'll see you on the next one. All right, bye. <laughs>